The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. The Gospel of the Lord. It is remarkable the great privilege that we celebrate today, and yet it is not one we often speak of directly or honestly in its full historical beauty. When we consider the great figures of Israel, for example, we consider Abraham, Jacob, King David, King Solomon, of course, Moses. Notice how Joachim's name is left off the list, and Anne. And we pause at that for a moment to catch that hidden within the great blessing of Abraham are greater blessings. As marvelous as it is that Abraham, in a sense, is the father of a people, and that through him blessing will come upon all nations, how much greater a thing is it to be the mother and father of the Holy Virgin Mary than to be the mother and father of Isaac? In much the same way, how much greater a thing is it to be the mother of Jesus? than to be the mother of Isaac or Joseph or David. And yet note we celebrate these great figures from the beginning in part because of the greater blessing that quietly comes to those who follow after them. And that is not bad. It is a wonderful sign of the hidden ways at times where the grace of God moves forward, where there are certain dramatic moments, certain great events that capture our eyes and our attention and fascinate us. And yet flowing from these great and mighty, often very public events are quieter, hidden realities that hold within them something of a fullness that the great events by themselves never possessed. How marvelous is that? Why do we celebrate Abraham with such fervor? Because of what unfolded after him. And so note the first reading, this reference to the great men of the past and their faithfulness, and their goodness, and the way blessing comes into the world because of them. But we celebrate today a greater blessing than any of those men of the past ever directly experienced. Because we celebrate today 
Joachim and Anne for being a husband and a wife and a mother and a father and being a faithful son and daughter of Israel. And again, compared to speaking about the crossing of the Red Sea, compared to speaking about Abraham leaving Ur of the Chaldeans and going to the Promised Land, that sounds awfully pedestrian because it sounds so much like us. So let's posit that. A husband and a wife, a mother and a father, and a good son and daughter of Israel. That is what we celebrate today. And note how in naming it that way, we name ourselves in a certain way. Mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, trying to be good sons and daughters of the new Israel, the church. And as we marvel at this, then, we see that hidden in these realities, this reality of family and home and faithfulness and struggle that we all know so well, there is something marvelous. Because why do we celebrate this marriage? Why do we celebrate this motherhood and this fatherhood? Because this marriage is the kind of marriage into which the Immaculate Conception happened. And imagine that. Our Lady conceived without sin from the first instant of her life is conceived into the home, into the marriage of Joachim and Anne. How holy must this marriage have been? How solid must this family have been that it would be the place of something so great as that? In fact, this family life, so deep, so good, so solid, knew apparent fruitlessness and apparent emptiness for most of its years. Because as tradition tells us, Joachim and Anne were married a long time, and they were both long in years. And for all of their love for one another, for all of their faithful service to the Lord, they had not been blessed with the gift of a child. And here we see as well the face of all of those who across many years doing the simple but very important work of struggling to be good, of struggling to get it right and to do it right, often have the experience of why is it so frustrating. Why do I not have the consolation I seek? And many who do it wrong, who don't work as hard, have so much more than we do. Why are there so many houses filled with children when the parents are so indifferent to goodness? And yet here we are, struggling to be faithful, and our marriage is apparently fruitless. 
And this becomes, in a sense, a visual and a really personal parable of the history of Israel, which is a history of expectation that for hundreds and hundreds of years goes unfulfilled. And the people and the nation themselves have grown old in their waiting, grown tired in their expectation, knowing that one day the Savior will come, but he hasn't come yet, and it doesn't look like he's coming anytime soon. And what happens when we think the day of our hope is a long way off? It's easy to let expectation go. It's easy to say, then I better fix my heart on something else, on some lesser thing. And yet this couple doesn't. In the midst of all of this, they hold on not only to one another, but they hold on to the hope that God has given them for themselves and for their people. So Joachim and Anne are in no small measure the great custodians of the promise that God made to Abraham. Through your descendants, blessing will come upon all people. Israel itself is uneven in its expectation, but not these two. And so it is when physically they are spent, when their years are long and coming to their completion, (coughs) when all seems like it has run its course, and has no place else to go. A gift is given, a daughter. Note how marvelous this is. Into all of those years of frustrated expectation and out of all of those years of faithfulness, a child emerges, the pure Virgin Mary, spotless, sinless, and she who will be the mother of that one who fulfills all expectations. What a marvelous gift this is. And note how this happens. The early church was fascinated by this moment of the conception of the virgin and how mysteriously they would say, Saint Anne contained heaven within herself because she contained that one within her who will be the place where God would dwell. And where does God dwell but heaven? Gloriously good, holy, spotless, sinless, filled with light. And this marriage bears within it this gift, not just for themselves, but for the entire world. And the joy that this husband and this wife The joy that this mother and father have at the conception and birth of their daughter is a joy that is felt on behalf of all of us. Because the daughter is a gift, not just to that family, but to the world. But we also celebrate Joachim and Anne under another title, Grandma and grandpa, because they are the grandparents of Jesus Christ. And note what our prayers have said. The gift that they were given was not simply to be the parents of Mary, 
but to see with their eyes in their day he who is the light of nations and the Savior of the world. Because shortly after Mary's eyes and Joseph's eyes were the first to behold the face of Christ, not long after that, Anne's eyes and Joachim's eyes rested on the saving face of he who is the fulfillment of every hope and every promise made to Israel. Great indeed is Abraham. Great indeed is Moses. Great is David. Great is Solomon. But none of them saw the face of Jesus Christ. None of them had the Holy Virgin in their household. Joachim and Anne were not king and queen. Joachim and Anne were not great victorious military leaders. Joachim and Anne were anonymous even within Israel. And yet in the simple anonymity of life shared between husband and wife and mother and father and grandmother and grandfather, Salvation comes to the world. And Abraham can't say that. David can't say that. Moses can't say that. Solomon can't say that, except looking across the distance of generations and feeling the connection. But how wonderful it is that the couple that we celebrate today are the couple through whom the full meaning of the promise given to Abraham begins to show its face into the world. And note how wonderful it is that as man and woman, as husband and wife, as mother and father and grandmother and grandfather, these are the two who look upon the face of Christ. And so they look upon the face of Christ on behalf of all of us. Note how wonderful that is. Man and woman, husband and wife, mother and father, grandfather and grandmother. Into their household, into their family, and so into all of our relationships comes the presence of the Lord. It is no small thing we celebrate today. And in recalling this great mystery, we are also struck by that statement of the Lord in our gospel. Blessed are your eyes because they see, your ears because they hear. Those who came before you, great as they were, did not get to see did not get to hear. Oh, but you do. And we celebrate the wonderful fact that here we will still see, here we still hear, that Lord Jesus Christ who comes into the world through this family, through these relationships. And because he has done so, we can come forward and we too can see. We too can hear. And we, too, can extend our hands and touch him and receive him.
And imagine that, just as that grandmother and grandfather extended their hands and held that little one, we get to extend our hands and touch him too. Great as Abraham was, he couldn't do that. But you can, and I can. Great as Moses was, he could never do that. You can, and I can. Blessed are we, because we see and we hear. Blessed are we, because of Joachim and Anne, because of their daughter Mary, and the son she bore, Jesus Christ. And note as well that when we celebrate the liturgical year, there are only three people whom the church names according to their relationship with Mary. And that would be Joachim and Anne, the parents of the Holy Virgin Mary, and Joseph, the spouse of the Holy Virgin Mary. Well, you know, and then there's the fourth, Jesus Christ the son of the Virgin Mary. But how wonderful it is to also see that this relationship with Our Lady is precisely what allows the fruitful presence of Jesus Christ to come into the world, and that remains true, especially in this holy place dedicated to her honor. Amen.